0: All right, guys, welcome to the Saluda Baptist Church Youth Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Brandon, along with our co host, Britton. What's up? We are so glad that you're joining us as we recap this week in our youth ministry here at Saluda Baptist Church. For this episode, we have a special guest with us, Noah. So, Noah, introduce yourself. What's happening, people? Noah is one of our students in our youth group, and he's going to uh, help us out on a few segments. So, we're going to jump right in uh, to our first segment, which is the scripture of the week. Uh, so, each each week, uh, we go through different Bible studies, and on Wednesday night, right now, uh, we are going through the book of Nehemiah. Um, so, we're, we are actually in Nehemiah chapter 6. Um, so, as we have been going through this book of Nehemiah, we're talking about the idea of being restored. So, Noah, what comes to your mind when you think of restored?
1: When you restore an old vehicle, take it from his previous crappiness to his former glory. Yeah. The
0: Plymouth. <laughs> yeah, so... That's it. You know, so whether it's a vehicle or a painting or a house, um, people restore all kinds of things. But taking it from, you know, a place of brokenness to where it once was, to its former glory. And, you know, we think about this idea of restoration. Each and every one of us have fallen from a place of being in a perfect, good relationship with God because Mm -hmm. of our sin. We've fallen away, and so we, we need that restoration in our own lives. And so um, th- that's what Nehemiah is all about. You know, we're going to see this idea of them rebuilding a wall, but more than just seeing them build a wall, we get to learn some spiritual um, insights on how we are restored. So uh, in, in Chapter 6, it, it starts off with some amazing news. They've been building this wall, and, and there's an update that kind of goes out. And, and we see right, right at the beginning, Um, In chapter 1, it says that uh, they had rebuilt the wall. So you look in chapter 6, verse 1, it says they rebuilt the wall, and there was no gaps left in it. But they haven't done any doors or gates. So, you know, this is an amazing feat. They were doing two months. Two months of building the wall, and they already had it completely done. No gaps, no damages. Could
2: they come work on our roads?
0: Right. (laughs) Do some stuff around my house. but. You know that 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 was that was all God, right? And so immediately in verse two, uh, we see that their enemies start to attack them again. So this entire time, they have been under attack, like physical attacks. Um, Nehemiah and them were ridiculed. You know they they were just attacked and tried to get their their building project stopped on many different levels, and it's no different here. And so. Uh, In verse 2, we see that they are trying to stop them again, but they change their their tactics, right? They're not trying to like physically stop them. They do something a little bit more sneaky, right? You know, they bring in the covert ops. So um, verse 2, it says, they sent him a message. It says, come, let's meet together in the villages of the Ono Valley. They were planning to harm me. So what they wanted Nehemiah to do was to go to this valley, Ono Valley, which was west of jerusalem so if he would have went to that meeting noah what would he have been doing he'd been leaving where the safe place yeah leave, leaving the wall that he just built so now mm-hmm. his enemies are like hey man we can't get you to stop you're almost done with the wall but we want to meet with you but leave the protection of the wall you just built
2: how did they think that was going to work
0: right but, you know <laughs> it's so, like, that's not big brained at all and, and then not only that we just read that he wasn't completely done so, like, OK, leave the protection that you have and don't stop. Yeah, stop. don't finish. Stop doing what you're doing. And so w- we see very quickly he responds in verse three. You know, he's like, so I sent a messenger to them saying, I'm doing important work and cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? So he's like he recognized the importance of what he was doing. He knew that God had a job for him to do. And he knew the enemy wanted nothing more than to stop him from doing what God wants to wanted him to do and it's the same for us right if we're following God if we're doing things for him the enemy Satan wants nothing more than to stop us like he, he wants to stop us he wants to slow us down he wants to get people to discourage us that that's what he wants and so the, these guys Samballat, Tobiah and Geshem the Arab they sent him this message four times it's like hey come meet us hey come meet us you know kind of like a wolf in sheep's clothing thing. Hey, just come meet meet with us. We want to talk to you. And then in verses 5 through 9, they switched it up. They sent a messenger with this, like, open letter. And what an open letter was, I know, Noah, you probably don't do Facebook. Right? No, not at all. But on Facebook, you can write on someone's wall. And, Britton, you can explain to Noah what happens when you write on someone's wall.
2: So when you write on somebody's wall, that person not only gets a notification, but any of your friends can also see... And then they can also write stuff, which can sometimes get very, very aggravating because like birthdays and stuff like that, I just want to put my phone <laughs> to the side and not mess with it. I'll be honest, whenever I made the post when my daughter was born, I think the next time I looked at my phone, I had like a 100 or close to 200 notifications of people liking and commenting. And I was like, wow.
0: Yeah, so so your wall's not private at all. No. Okay. Now, Facebook has a you know, you can message somebody, right? It's that instant messenger. Yeah, yeah. so instant messenger. It's kind of like on Instagram, a DM, right? If you do that, that's private. So this is kind of like, instead of them sending Nehemiah, you know, a message, right? A private message, they post it on his wall. And basically what they post on his wall was like, hey man, we hear that you're trying to become king and you're building an army and you want to take over the king. Will you come and talk to us before you do that? We don't want you to do anything stupid. Total lie, right?
2: Bro, just, just smoke screen. Just yeah. Throwing out lies out there. Like, like
0: t- total lie, complete lie. They they were just trying to get these rumors started against against Nehemiah. And again, Sounds it like was... Sounds like current politics. Right. Like, it, But it was completely to slow him down and to stop him, right? So So think about a time you've had rumors spread about you. Like, don't share it. I'm not asking for that. But our first reaction when someone's talking bad about us is to what? Defend ourselves, right? no, that's not true, like, start trying to attack them, attack the accusation.
2: Real world, I'm going to go fight them. Right. Biblical, you know. Biblically, no, you're not supposed to do that.
0: Yeah, but but if you think about it, the whole point of someone spreading rumors is they're trying to get underneath your skin, and they want to slow you down, and that's what Satan wants to do, right? He wants to stop you from the work. But Nehemiah, he, he again, in verse 10, he responded, or in verse 9, he responded the right way. Um, he, he realized that they were, just trying to to slow him down, and that that was not going to happen. And so now we get to verse 10 through 14, and they have an even different tactic, right? Um, There's this prophet, I guess you could say he's a prophet. Um, His name is Shemaiah. And so the enemy sent him to tell Nehemiah that his life is in danger. And since his life is in danger, that he needs to go and hide in the temple. That's what they wanted him to do. They wanted him to hide in the temple. And if anyone other than a priest entered into the temple, they were disobeying the law of God. So think about what they were trying to get Nehemiah to do. They're no, no, Isolate him. Yeah, well, they're trying to get him scared for his life and then get him to run away and disobey God. Because God said, do not go in the temple if you're not a Levite. And so that's what this false prophet was trying to get them to do. And so basically, Nehemiah, the way he responds in verse 11, he's like, should a man like me run away? Hmm. You know, he's like, come on, my reputation is on the line. Like people know what all I've done to build this wall. Like I was encouraging y'all to carry your swords, to defend yourselves. Like, who am I to run away? And then two, he goes on to say, how can someone like me enter the temple and live? He recognized that God didn't want them to enter the temple. So what's the greatest asset that you have when it comes to your Christian walk with God? What do you think?
2: I'd say knowledge in the Bible, knowledge of the Bible.
0: Okay, that's a good answer. You know what the greatest asset you have is? Each other. Your testimony. Think about it. Like That's one thing that no matter what happens to you, your testimony is yours, and no one can take it away but you. Amen. And that's what the enemy wants you to do. And that's what they're trying to get Nehemiah to do was to damage his testimony, damage his reputation. I think about that old uh, Sunday school th- line you hear, right? You know, you may be the only Bible
1: that someone ever reads.
0: Yeah. What if you're a horrible Bible?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you a Bible of three pages. <laughs> yeah, like. That's you, like
1: you, to say, "In actions speak louder than words. It, you got to show it better than you can
0: tell it. Exactly. So that was what the enemy was trying to do here. Attack his reputation. And then to finish off chapter six, we see in verses 15 through 19, the enemy tries one more thing, right? desperate. So, so there was this guy, um, one of his enemies, right, named Tobiah. And we've, if you've read through Nehemiah, you, you'll see his name a lot. And Tobiah was related to a lot of Jewish people by marriage. So a lot of the people that went to Jerusalem, they were marrying people that were not jews marrying people outside um they were doing this intermarriage thing that god commanded them not to do and we talked about how god kind of rebuked that things they did to kind of countermand that but so tobiah had some relatives and so what these jews were doing that related to him they were sending nehemiah all these letters and talking about all the good things that tobiah was doing and like building him up and Basically, I mean, they they were trying to intimidate Nehemiah again and trying to get him to stop doing the work that he was doing. And what we learn from this is that sometimes the enemy will send people that call themselves our friends to try to manipulate and influence us to do the wrong thing. And so no matter what we do in service to the Lord, we're going to face opposition, but we got to respond the way Nehemiah did. Out of all those different attacks, right? Whether it was the rumors, whether it was people trying to pretend that they were his friend and they weren't just to get him to stop doing what he was doing, um, his, his reputation trying to be attacked. In all those things, he stayed focused on doing what the Lord wanted him to do. He, he was stubbornly focused. I don't know if any of you guys are stubborn, but you, you can ask my wife. I, I am probably one of the most stubborn people you will ever meet. And from studying through Nehemiah, I've realized that being stubborn isn't always a bad thing. But when you're stubborn because, like, oh, I want it my way, like, all right, Noah, I don't like the color of your hat. I don't think people need to wear that. You know, that, that's a bad stubborn, right? But when you're stubborn because you want to do what God wants you to do, that's a good stubborn. Oh, yeah. So th- that's the main takeaway I, I think we get from Nehemiah 6. So any of y'all got anything to add before we move on to our next segment?
2: I didn't think about it that way, but you know, like, because when you hear stubbornness, it's like, oh, that's that's such a negative thing. That's a bad thing. Like you never hear, oh, you're stubborn as a as a positive thing. But I mean, yeah, if you're doing it for the right reasons, be stubborn. Yeah. But now, youth, I did not say go be stubborn when your parents like you better not go home. My parents said I have to clean my room. Don't. No, I didn't say that. Don't do that. Don't do that to me. Come on now.
0: Be stubborn in the Lord, so um, <laughs> stubborn stubborn in doing what God wants you to do and not letting anybody stop you. That That's what we're talking about. But All right, so let's move on to our next segment. Uh, Britton, you want to introduce what this segment is called and what it's all about?
2: All right. You ask,
0: we answer
2: Is our new segment. You want me to go ahead and go for ask it, bro. the question? Yeah. All right, I'm going to ask you. Okay, so we had a youth ask, why did God place the – The tree of knowledge of good and evil in the garden.
0: All right. So why did God place the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden? So that's a great question, right? And and we see that very, very early on um, when you're reading through the Bible. You know, you see that in Genesis. But what we're essentially asking, I think it's important to know what you're asking, is why did God plan to do things the way that he did? Like you're, you're questioning God's plan. Right. Yeah. Um, you could come at it from a couple different angles, like, oh, well, you know, why did he place the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Like, oh, he set them up to sin or did he want them to sin? Right.
2: Why did he let Satan in the garden?
0: Yeah. You know, but essentially it's like you, you got to boil it down to you're questioning how God planned things. And so I think before we actually try to answer this, we need to remind ourselves of two things. So the first thing uh, we need to realize who we're talking about. We're talking about God's plan. We're talking about God, the all-powerful creator of the universe, right? He does not answer to us. He doesn't ask for our approval. He doesn't seek to justify his actions to us. He's the creator, right? He doesn't need Noah to approve of what he's doing. And second, we're talking about God's plan for the entire world that he created. God hasn't revealed every aspect of his plan to us. We, we can only know what he reveals to us. And, and even if we do not understand his plan or approve of it, we're still subjects to his plan because he's God. He's a creator. Well, there's a verse I want to read before we really jump into the answer. Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine. It says, The hidden things belong to the Lord our God, but the revealed things belong to us and our children forever, so that we may follow the words of God of his law. So this verse just let it be a reminder to to all of us that God hasn't revealed every single thing about how he created or why he created everything. There's going to be mysteries. The Bible talks about in other places that there are mysteries that only God knows that we are not going to know. But the things that he has revealed to us, he's revealed them in his word so that we can know him and follow him. And so it's important for us to know that we might not be able to truly have the answer that we're looking for, right? Well, if your real question is, why did God allow sin to enter the world? You know, did God want Adam and Eve to sin? Well, was it their fault? Like, I don't know if I'll be able to fully give you the answer to that, but we can reveal to you what the Bible says. So now let's tackle the question. Why did God place the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden? Well, there's a few things we can know for sure. That God has revealed to us. So after God created everything, Noah, what did he say about what he created? It was good. It was good. And in Genesis one thirty one, God stepped it up a notch, and he said it was, do you know?
1: I do not know. Very good. Very good.
0: Right? So Genesis one thirty one, everything he created was very good. What did this also include? the tree the tree of the knowledge of good and evil so the the tree was not the source of evil or the root cause of evil because it was good the source of evil the root cause of evil we find that in the choices of adam and eve and the serpent so that tree was good we know that we know that for a fact by reading the scripture that the tree of knowledge of good and evil was good Second thing we can know for sure is that Adam and Eve were placed in a beautiful garden. They were created to be very good. They were given a purpose. They were given instructions on how they were to live, what they were to do. What the, Does anyone know what their purpose was?
1: Wasn't it to name the animals and then multiply the earth?
0: That was part of it. So subdue the earth. Subdue the subdue earth, it, that was the naming of the animals, and then also be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And so they were given a purpose. And and the garden that they were in was good. They had everything that they needed.
2: Didn't have to work for it either. No. It was just there.
0: But but they were supposed to work, subdue it, but they had everything that they needed. It wasn't like, oh, let me go find, you know, plants to harvest. Like it was there. They had all they needed. They should have trusted God and not eaten from the tree, but they didn't. Like it it, it wasn't wasn't like, oh, they were starving. You know, they they weren't like starving and the only source of food they had was this tree because they had an abundance, right? In uh, Genesis 2.16, and this is going to roll into the third point, they were told they were free to eat from any other tree God provided for them. Not only were they in this beautiful garden where they had everything they needed, but all their needs were provided. They had all the trees that they could eat from. But they were told not to eat from just this one tree. They had an abundance of food, but they weren't satisfied, right? They weren't satisfied with what God provided. They wanted that thing that they couldn't have. So um, our fourth point, God made it very clear what the boundaries were, right? It wasn't like, oh, this tree is off limits, but they didn't know that. Like we we know that he made it very clear, you know, this is the tree that you cannot eat. And he also made it clear what was going to happen if they chose to disobey. Like he said, hey, if you eat from it, you will surely die. Like he made that very, very clear. They knew the rules and they knew what would happen if they broke the rules. Yet they still chose to violate them. So this brings us to our our fifth point um, that I think we really need to uh, address here. When God created Adam and Eve, he wanted them to have freedom. He wanted them to have choice. So, could you imagine not having a life where you had freedom? Like, could you imagine that?
2: But, like, half of them are like, oh, yeah, I can. Like, mom, right. let me go and hang out with my friends. Right, yeah. I can't you know, drive my car over here.
0: Like, we, we have authority that we have to
1: submit to, but, I mean. Like, North Korea, they have a dictator. They can't do anything. They yeah. can't even leave the country half the time. Yeah.
2: I'm glad, like, not to go off the track, but, like, you know because I saw something online about that. There has to be a picture of their dictator in every single room of any building. Mm-hmm. And the kids are also encouraged that, like, the, the leader, is, that is your he is your father, who you stay with isn't. So if your parents talk negatively about him, they're encouraged to turn their parents in. Mm. Like, that's... Bro, and here that's in America, cool. we don't have nothing like that. Yeah,
0: and, and so, like, just think about, like, those places that don't have full freedom a life without freedom isn't really a life at all. And, and so God didn't want to force us to force Adam and Eve into obeying him. He wanted them to choose to obey him because he wanted to give them freedom. And so when he gave them freedom, they abused it. And so the last point I think we can uh, know for sure that God has revealed to us is that God had a plan that was far bigger than the garden. Um, you know, God planned from the beginning to redeem his people and creation, and that would not have happened if the tree would not have been in the garden. You know, we, we would not know Jesus the way that we know him, the way that we can experience him as our Lord, as our savior, as our King, if that tree had not had been there and Adam and Eve had not sinned against God.
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we wouldn't have an intimate relationship and who's to say if that if that never happened, man, we wouldn't probably even be here.
1: Yeah, I man, mean, God was looking way on down the road, thousands right. of
2: years down the road, not just in that immediate. And something I without without that fall or nothing, we wouldn't. You wouldn't even have the story of redemption, which is basically what all this is about.
0: Exactly, and, and you know, so his his plans are bigger than our plans, and you know, there there's scripture in Revelation that says before the foundation of the world that Christ was slain. So, just picture this before God created anything, God planned that he, through the person of Jesus, would be the victim of his own plan like that that was God's plan. but we want to place Adam and Eve as the victims, right? Like they were the victims, like, oh, they were tricked or oh, whatever, well, if the tree wasn't there this wouldn't have happened but or the,
2: the classic uh, if, if adam would have been a man's man he would've yeah. stopped it
0: you know it, and but they weren't the victims right they were in this amazing garden they chose to not obey
2: I mean, it is what well, it says later on what she looked at the tree and saw that it was good yeah. for fruit and then ate it you could have said no you knew right. not to do it same thing like when your parents say no no cookies before dinner and you go Get them Oreos. Yeah, they were good, and they were good to eat, But you knew better than that. And, you know, nine times out of ten, what happens after you did it? You got in trouble.
0: Exactly. So the heart of this question, it all boils down to, you know, if God wouldn't have placed that tree, Adam and Eve wouldn't have sinned, and we wouldn't be in this messed up world that we're in, right? But if you really look at the story of their fall, Adam and Eve sinned before they ate the fruit. I mean, Adam was ditching his responsibilities to subdue. Like, that snake had no reason to be in the, in the garden, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, he should have been subduing. He, he was, they were still in the garden. Like, they're supposed to leave the garden and go and multiply and fill the earth, but why were they still hanging out in the garden, you know? Um, Eve, you could see in just how Satan interacts with her and how she lies, You know, when he says, hey, are you not supposed to eat from this? She says, no, we can't eat it or touch it. You know, that's a lie. Like a lot of times we'll say, oh, she misspoke or she misunderstood. But when you say something that's not truth,
1: that's a lie. lie.
0: So she had already they had already started going down this path. And this had nothing to do with the tree. This was all their choices because God wanted us to choose him because he, he wanted us to truly love him. And you can't truly experience love unless you have choice, unless you have freedom, and so he gave them that choice, and they chose wrong. So hopefully that answers the question. Any of y'all have any final words for that?
2: No, I think I think that puts pretty much a bow on top of it with answering it without answering exactly how it's written. Right. Because I, mean, I mean that's kind of that's a a little pinpoint question but you got to kind of give a full background and everything to it to actually answer this question because you can't just because I, I don't want to say how it's phrased but how the question is asked you can't give just a yes or no whatever answer you, right. have, to, you have to paint a picture for it.
0: exactly so so with this segment you know uh, if any of you guys are listening have any questions you know just get them to us somehow uh, submit them to us and, and we would love to be able to answer. Um, Whatever kind of question you have, right? Uh, we we hope you can stick it to Scripture. We kind of want to keep it in that vein of thought, right? But yeah, um, you we, know, any questions you got, we want to try to answer.
2: And next episode, we may have more than just, just one question. Yeah, the, or the, or are you going to stick to just one?
0: Well, this one was a little bit more uh, in depth. In depth, yeah. So depth so question. it'll just depend. Um, we we might pick a couple questions each week. It'll just depend. So, all right, we got one final segment. So, Britain, what do we got? <laughs>
2: All right, we got our guest interview, which we know from the beginning who our guest person is, and all the youth listening, you know them, you love them, you've seen the Plymouth, you jealous of it. Everybody <laughs> wants it. Me.
1: Most of them love me.
2: <laughs> oh, everybody loves you, man. It depends. But uh, no, we got our uh, good friend Noah here with us. And do not
0: uh, do not be confused with my daughter Noah. No, it's the sexy
2: Noah Or the other Noah,
1: Orange Crush. Yeah, that's the good Noah. <laughs> Noah, <Burr. laughs> how do y'all say Noah Barry? I don't know how do y'all no say Noah. Yeah, there you oh, go. Gosh. Hold on, hold
0: on. Here we go. Here we go. Noah. <laughs> so um, during this segment, uh, you know, we're just going to hopefully have a lot of different guests, um, some of our youth, maybe other people to to come and join us. But um, when Noah expressed his desire to be on the podcast, I knew that this episode was the one for him to be on. And why? What's happening this Sunday, Britain? So, so, so Super Bowl. It's gonna be the Super Bowl, right? And so, you guys probably don't know this, but in the Super Bowl, Chiefs. we have the Chiefs.
1: Can't say Chiefs, baby.
0: And the Niners, the Forty Niners, Red and, Kingdom. And we are, you know, I, I'm like in the middle. It just feels like I, I'm. You know, the, Brandon's the just there. Man Me and him are the two hard. I, I'm hard a Taylor football Swift football. fan. All right, that's who He's I'm. That's who hate, I want to win. Hate, hate, um, <laughs> so yeah, but Noah, he he is a huge Chiefs fan, self acclaimed apparently. Oh yeah. But mm. Britain has been a 49ers fan since birth. Since birth, I yeah. was
2: not given another option. Uh, yeah. In in college football, it was kind of you could pick what you wanted. But, uh, but all my dad NIL, that ain't even fun anymore. <laughs> my dad hell from the Joe Montana days, so you had to be a 49ers fan. Or it didn't happen. So I was raised on the Niners. Any NFL game we played, even if the Niners were terrible, I played as the Niners, which made it more difficult to do stuff sometimes. I've been a Niners fan <laughs> in the ups and the downs, through the hardball years and Kaepernick and in recent. But what I really like about this year, and the youth you all know, has it been the last three years, last three years, for our Super Bowl party that we have, to paint the picture for people who don't know, Usually I bring a grill and I cook, or we do finger foods or whatever. I wear my 49ers jersey, even when the 49ers are not in the Super Bowl. And some of y'all have laughed at me, but look at me now.
1: Well, even my first, one of the first times the Kansas City when it was Kansas City Niners, and I didn't see you wearing it then.
2: I had my I, the last three years I've had my Niners. Well, that was
1: five years ago. Yeah, five, five years. Kansas City's went four out of the last five years. The la- Chiefs, Niners, so Noah Chiefs, Bucks. Noah is an old pro at having his team in the Super
0: Bowl. Bro, For Britain, Googled it's stuff it's, it's been a while now. Been Google nothing. Like I I can't say anything. Like my team, it's been a hot minute. I'm not even going to say that. We're not getting on that right now. Who's oh, your wait, team, Brandon? Come on. 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 Who's yeah, your no. team? Who is it? I mean, y'all, if y'all, you say pages, if you say the out. Browns, I going to be like <laughs> y- Colts, Indianapolis Ameri- Colts. America loves to hate us, but they love us. Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. How about them? Uh, How it, about them? I got a question to right. ask you. Y'all How does it feel to choke every you year in the playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't feel good. This hey, was supposed hey, to be our year. He's used he to
1: promised it. us. Okay.
2: I don't. I don't want to step on a nerve, but he's used to this. He's a Georgia Bulldog fan. Well, that's
1: true. And he's a Braves fan. So, yeah, I mean, so,
0: you know, yeah, that's. You nothing take new. that back. <laughs> you
2: take that back.
1: So, Noah, you were
0: the perfect guest to bring on with this upcoming event that we have going on with the, the Super Bowl party. What is something that you enjoy most just about our youth group doing that event? You know, because we haven't, there was a while we didn't do
1: it. The Super Bowl for so. I just enjoy hanging out with other people, watching everybody get mad when Kansas City comes out on top. <laughs> Especially uh, somebody by the name of Britton. There you go. Hey I, mean, hey, I tell you what, I'm
2: not gonna get mad because it's just a game. I have my heavenly treasure stored right, somewhere so else, it, like it, I, in Jesus.
1: No matter who wins, at the end of the day, we all got God. In Jesus. Dude, I'm a Carolina so, fan. Sure. I'm
2: used to losing. Okay. Well, that's if we cool lose. On. This is nothing but another game. All right, we're that's gonna live we, next year. All right, I don't, I don't get caught. I don't get too bent out of shape. Now, let's say if there's like a blatant miscalled or something like that,
1: <laughs> y'all will hear me. I guarantee it. Oh, we, we know we'll hear you. Okay,
0: <laughs> but but Noah, he 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 brought up a really good point, man. Like one of the reasons we do the Super Bowl party, and I've had people ask me, like, "Hey, you know, why do y'all do that?" You know, it's for the fellowship. You know, there, there's just something about being here, be, being in the youth room, being with you know, all your friends, all the other people that. Fellow believers. Yeah, that just just being able to enjoy something, even if you don't like football. Like, I would say at least half, at least. There's pr- it's like probably Aaron. more.
1: Andrew, he, he couldn't name one football yeah, player, but, and he still comes out here and has a great Most
0: time. of the kids here are not even watching the game, right? we got ping pong. Yeah, they're just hanging moves,
2: out. Like, mo- ha- now, they might watch the halftime show. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't even know who's it's, um, doing it this oh, year. Oh, Lord, I know. They, they said it earlier today, and I forgot.
0: Yeah, it's. It's not I'll have to look it Gordon. up, but, you know, that fellowship is just something you can't beat, you know, because a lot of times we think that we can only have fun outside of church. We can't fun in church, but th- that's why we do this, you know, and, and I don't even think you guys realize this, but the past two years since we've been doing this, we've had about eight youth Each. come and join our group because if, of that right because just because of the super bowl yeah, they, it's, they it's came, a came a safe, to that
2: it's a safe fun thing to come to yeah yeah
0: exactly
1: yeah the,
2: hang out we got good food yeah you got food you got games you got, you got lively football. characters like me and noah there
1: exactly I mean, we yeah. should yeah. pay admission
2: for people to come honestly. exactly <laughs> i mean with this
1: much entertainment here I'll charge <laughs> yeah but
0: you know we've had at least eight youth that i know of i can name i'm not going to name them that their first experience with the Saluda Baptist Church youth group was the Super Bowl, was the Super Bowl party. party. Oh, wow, that's wild! Sorry, the Chiefs yeah. won
1: all the time, but I mean, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it is but it
0: is. so you know, I I think if 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 you're out there and you're like, hey, you know, my church doesn't do this, or you know, you've had bad hard feelings with doing a Super Bowl party, or you've you've had you know the people scare you to death, right, with all the legal stuff. Like people say, oh, you can't call it a Super Bowl party. I'm like, well, you can. You can't call it a Super Bowl party. You can't charge admission. You can't do it somewhere that you don't normally meet for church. You can't. I can't like bring. We have a huge inflatable screen that we own for the church, but I can't use that because that would be violating what the Super Bowl has allowed. But we we can host viewing parties. The Super Bowl has allowed it. We can't use their logos. You know, we can't use the team logos. Who's who's, who's spending money so, on the
2: logos and decorating anyway?
0: Exactly. You know, but nah. a, a lot of churches have been scared right by the man. You know that that we we can't <laughs> do a Super Bowl party or we have to call it the big game party or we have big to game, call it, a, the, it the the superno the super Bowl, no but
1: party,
0: you know right? that's not the case, like legally you know, do your research, but I have and and we can as long as we and we meet where we always meet, we use the screens we always use and, and yep. we and we're good you know we we actually have Bible studies going every Sunday at six anyway, so we're even where aren't you here yeah, plug in come join us. <laughs> Um, says the guy that hasn't
1: been to one yet. <coughs> I had a kid. Okay, okay. I'm gonna,
2: I'm, I'll be here because this Sunday I'll be here for this one. Tonight. He'll be here to
1: watch the Niners lose, but other than that, but, there we go.
2: Like I, I, do come. It's just I've been taking. I've been MIA,
1: missing in bit. action. like the Niners but, do. All right, all right. This
2: is this is this will stay between us three until the kids here. Sadie's coming next Sunday.
1: Yes, let's Cha-cha. go.
0: Let's go. Two little baby girls. As be in the year. week,
1: the super. As in the week, the Sunday, the Niners lose. Or as in today. <laughs> okay, no, cool. I'm
2: thinking, and this, I, and I may do it. I may not. I'm thinking about grabbing one of her onesies that are blank, mm-hmm. and put on. Put on. I'm here for the bass player or something nice. like that.
0: Nice. So yeah, something to look forward to. You know, um, as you're listening to this, as it drops. But um, as you can tell, Noah, very, very passionate, very knowledgeable about um, football and other things, but. Uh, before we wrap this thing up, I want to let Noah have some final words. What you really? got for us? Really? I don't know what to say now. He's only coming in the spot. Oh, we, I know. We
2: got him to be quiet. Is that a trick? Yeah.
0: <laughs> let him have. We figured uh, it out. We, we cracked the code, ladies and gentlemen. We got Tony, it. Katie, if you are listening, they won't. They don't have a spot. We by have by. figured it out. We yeah, are we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Amazon. They don't have that anyway. anyway.
2: Gonna be on YouTube shortly.
0: Yeah,
1: I, 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 Dude, place I, I can will, get. It.
2: I will record this on a CD and hand it to them. If it, <laughs> if it takes it, I'll get one of those. What's it? An eight track? The, the yeah. Old. I'll get that for them. Oh a yeah, 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 yeah. Oh,
1: the um yeah, <laughs> oh, I know you talking about. Those go they go on the old TVs like that one. Yeah. Wow. I'll,
2: I'll record it and I'll give it to them. Hopefully
1: yeah.
0: they don't get mad at me for that. All right. So as we come to a close, I, I feel like we kind of have to talk about today a little bit, right? So um we record uh these podcasts on Sundays um so today we had our youth Sunday um which was
1: it's a great time I mean yeah it, it was Sam awesome. did a wonderful job everybody I else heard, did great I yeah.
2: heard a lot of positive stuff I heard the music was really really good the message was really really good um dare I even say it I might have heard some people say that they prefer the youth Sunday over every other Sunday
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not hear that so Shots fired. For uh, <laughs> sake of my job security, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say that was false. But anyway, um, you know it was a good time. Independent
2: and fact checkers have, have <laughs> checked that, and it was it but was false. As
1: Pastor Jeff said, it's good to know that the the kids of the church will be there or uh, honored. I mean, acts I mean, for God and yeah, like for their good. Foundation my my for big the my big thing is you know
0: thinking about the youth. You know, a lot of times you have your teenagers. Youth, whatever students, whatever you want to call them, they're not very active, right? Like they're they're the church of the future. You know, we love to say that, and I'm not harping on that. I'm not saying that's bad to say that, but they're also not really serving now. But what There's we have is our youth, our students are serving right now. Gives you the opportunity to serve
1: while you're young. Yeah,
0: you know, not just this well, Sunday, you, but every Sunday.
2: From last youth Sunday
0: to this youth Sunday, this youth
1: Sunday lot, was two, This youth Sunday was 248 people.
0: Well, yes. I'm not mean out there in a crowd. I meant like but We had more had youth. Oh, youth. I don't know. Yeah, I just, we we had more youth that participated this year, that, so that's that awesome. That might be something to go back and look up. I, I, I want to say yeah. I
2: heard someone say we had like close
1: to 20. Last year or this year? No, no, this year. This no, year. we had way more than 20 this year. Yeah. Sitting in the choir alone was 20. That's not counting, people We were doing stuff. Yeah. I'd say we had close to 40. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have to check that out for sure. But, right. you know, it, it's just it, it's a great great time.
0: Um, for those of you all listening that don't know, our Youth Sunday <clears throat> For our church, our youth do everything, um, from greeting to leading worship through music to the preaching to taking up tithes and offerings. They they do it all. The children's stuff, they're, they're teaching the children um, in children's church everything. And, you know, I love it. Um, you know, no one made the comment, hey, we should do this every Sunday. But a lot of the times our normal worship feels like that. Cause you look on stage, Bro. and what you got do the you see? They're playing nothing yeah. but kids. You like got, most yeah. of our praise team is youth, and yeah. even like children. You know, mm-hmm. your sister's the, up there, so the, she's yeah. not even youth normal, yet.
2: The normal, or I say, the two that's not youth. that's up there is me and Miss Rebecca, and that's.
0: And occasionally Brandon. Yeah, and then me jumping around in the bed. You don't really see me. I'm still well, he, there, see, but well, I, see,
2: Brandon, Brandon is my that's my uh, all star clutch player. But yeah, I was he, just can like, he, he, he can do it all. He does drums, sing. bass,
1: sings, guitar. Well, his, his
2: bass needs a little work, but it's okay. It's. You haven't even
1: heard me. All right? I watched it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was,
2: I was, I was there. He was there. <laughs> I watched it.
0: But yeah, so today it, it was a good day, man, and um, so I, I'm fired up and. Um, also, just recording this podcast, this has been something we've been dreaming up, talking up for a while, so just being able to make this happen, and so hopefully, uh, hopefully it has blessed you. Um, like I said, if, if you're a student out there and you want to join us as a guest, let us know. We'd love to have you. If you have a question, yeah, well please okay. submit that. Um, that That's going to be our bread and butter on this podcast is going through your questions, so we, we, we want to answer those, but I just want to close this out with a time of prayer. And then uh, hopefully we'll uh, be talking to y'all again next week. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for just this opportunity to uh, talk about you, um, talk about things that pertain to you, and and also just talk about other things. We can talk about football. We can joke around and mess around with each other. But um, everything that we discussed was all revolving around you, and and, and that's what being a believer is all about. You know, we we can— Um, have fun. We can do all these other things, but everything is revolving around you. And so I I just thank you for that. I thank you for uh, these two men that were in the room with me today. Um, I just pray that you would bless them, bless their families. And uh, we just look forward to um, everything that you have in store for us in the future. And so it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen.
2: Amen.